Chopper suit convos. This is, you know, real, real historic, man. It's November 1st. I'm here with DJ Ball Mall. And hey, man, DJ Academics was about to cry, man. You see that historic moment? Yeah, I didn't I didn't listen to it yet, but I seen him uh he was in tears because he says he can't um say everything <laughs> he wants to Saucy Santana. Does he want to call him one? Yeah, he definitely wants to call him one. <laughs> he for sure wants to call him one. Yeah, his Jamaican ways wanna pop out. Oh, he said it already. I heard him a couple of days ago. He said it already. He called him one, and I was like, Whoa, he started kicking that shit. I was like, Whoa, he is a Jamaican. I forgot. He got yeah, focused. he started talking in that patois a little Yeah, bit. he got focused and was dissing him. So he did call him one, but then he yeah, he calmed down because you know Saucy Santana responded and you know he, he told him he needs to take the tampon out of his ass. <laughs> I never even thought of ever saying that to someone before. To a young brother. Yeah, I've never thought of like that as an insult. Then you never told that to somebody to a young lady. Nah, you need to take the tampon out your ass. <laughs> That's oh, what man. has some stress. That's sick. Oh, man. But hey, man, since we going there, shout out to the city girls, man. That's who Saucy Santana was defending. Mm-hmm. His friend, Young Miami. The city girls put out a project last week, R.A.W., Real Ass Whores. Is that real? I mean, I mean hey, God bless America. Uh, Jamal, you didn't listen to it. I didn't listen to it. But uh, the sales also reflect that a lot of people didn't. You didn't listen to it. I didn't listen to it. (laughs) The, the, you know, the sale projection says most people didn't listen. Not most, but a lot. A lot of people didn't listen to it. So uh, what are the numbers looking like, Jamal? What are you seeing out there? Seeing like 6,000. Maybe eight, six to eight thousand. Mm. Troy Ave yeah. numbers. Yeah, that's that has to be. Well, <laughs> well, those are Troy Ave. Troy Ave was getting like four, three, four. Well, it's really because like I couldn't think of like any songs they had. They had that one song with Diddy that just was like sound like it was for old people. Yeah, it went nowhere. Talking, it was his even song, that song with man. Usher. The song with Usher is like an old good love. Think of a an Atlanta skate ring anthem that they play. When you go to Atlanta and you go skating, that song is popping in Atlanta in the skate ring. But for oldies, it's like a family reunion song. At, on the Billboard Hot 100, this was released as a single July 1st, 2022, produced by Mr. Hanky. So you know it's some old school shit. And that was the thing. It, pre- um, it peaked at number 70 on the Billboard Hot 100. Damn. Number five on Rhythmic. Number 16 on hot R&B and hip-hop songs. Damn, that is not good. So number yeah. five on Rhythmic is good. That means old old people stuff. Yeah, you know, dance, like, you know, pop stuff a little bit. So, I mean, you know, black black radio pop, you know. So that's decent. Five on Rhythmic. That Rhythmic. is not good because, like, <laughs> it seems like they tried to, like, clean themselves up too fast while the girls are getting more... But the album's Ratchet. called Real Ass Whores. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with the singles that came out. They put out I can single. freak you in the morning. Like that's not like they put up they put out a single June 8th, 2023. I need a thug. Never heard it. June 9th, 2023. They put out another single, Pinata. 
Never even heard it. Damn. July 14th, 2023, JT performed, uh, put out her solo song, No Bars. That's on the album. Never heard none of this stuff. Uh, They put out August 25th, 2023, Face Down. Never heard. Then they were trying. I never heard nothing. (laughs) So that's weird to me. They put out five singles and nothing hit for you. Nothing hit your dimension and you're a DJ. Nothing at all. Nobody heard played it around you, and and yeah, nothing like nothing like Nudie's song was bigger. Um, all the, the features, sexy red stuff was bigger. Rip me the out the plastic on the album. By the way, my bad. I'll I'll let you rock because you're right. But put it on the floor. Um, trying to think. Uh, put that on my mama. I know that's not rap, but that was an nah, to me. That's that like one bigger. of the songs of the summer to me. Yeah. Um. I know this is kind of later in the summer, but Tyler Water, man, that girl right there, Mm-mm-mm. she's a star in the making. That's all I gotta say. But um, Tyler Water, like, there's just a lot of different songs that cross my path, but not that one at all. Even Lola Brooke and Scarface and them did more. Scarface? Like, I mean, Scarlet. Hey, she actually got a new song where she'd be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I forgot how it goes, but it was kind of catchy. I liked it the most out of all her other songs. Okay, that's cool. But yeah, man, this was like, none of those songs touched nothing. Never even had a girl. Even Sukiana and, and her and Sexy Red song was bigger than Down any of them. River? Songs. Of course. Come on, man. That had that video's focus. I've seen that video. Well, Webby? Webby? Oh no, no, I didn't see that one. Sukiana has a song with Webby. Well, he's in the video for Hood Rats, her and Sexy Red. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that video. But yeah, like I'm just thinking of like all the songs that girls asked me to play, and none of them ever said City Girls. Yeah, they don't. The features on their album is Lil Dirk on Static, Money Long on Emotions, Fancy Ass Bitch with Juicy J. Good love. We talked about it with Usher and then Flashy, their latest single with Kim Petras, who is a you know German songwriter based in LA. Supposed to be pretty popular, but uh, you know, she won a Grammy before, a couple Grammys, you know. Even at uh one- to the sluts, I'm trying to fuck that song even reached. I had a girl ask ask me to play that before once. Mm. Nothing from the city girls, like not one thing. It's weird. It's almost like young bands like activity when he had all those features on his album and he flopped. Yeah, but he, hey man, he wasn't on a major label. DJ Academic said he was, but I don't know which one it was. He never said it. And but he had Dirk, Gunna, Future, Fake XXX Tentacion, Future. But I was a fake the XXX Tentacion feature. Yeah, that's what I said. Fake XX. That and it's that's what this reminds me of having. I mean, you didn't say that many people, you just said who was on their album again, Dirk Money uh, Long, Money Ken Long, Petrus, Usher, Juicy J. Yeah, that's not gonna do it for you. That ain't it, y'all. <laughs> and the album's called Real Ass Whores, yeah, but they're both in committed relationships. All I know is that Cardi. Just don't come out anymore. Whoa! What does that have to do with her? She, she can... better come. She better come correct. 
Yeah, that's why she's pushing back to 2024 because this single with uh, Meg the Stallion Bong didn't work. Oh, Lord. I, and I think people are trying to sneak in like the offset and the Cardi oh. ones. I forgot how it goes. The freaky yo. Yeah, nah. Nah. Yeah, you don't like that? I've barely even heard it before. Freaky yo. Do you like that song? Hell no, nah, I'd be laughing at it. Does did off do you think offset yeah, album, this, huh? Is his album living? Is it are you hearing it in the world? Nah. It's not it's not doing anything. Nah, it's grand opening, grand closing on that young man. That's why he's upset. That's why he didn't go to Kai Sinat's jail stream, right? Because Kai Sinat didn't like the album that much. See, people are uh, unable to take criticism, criticism. and it's hurting their feelings, and we see it, you know. It is what it is. That's why we have people talking about Kenya Martin saying you had to play high school basketball, and that's it. And people are like, hey, man, you played JV fall ball. Hey, man, I had to guard Mike Davis. Mike Davis was all met. You know what all met is? If you're from the DMV, you know, all metropolitan. That's the best of the best. And that does define the DMV, you know. It breaks it down. It goes from D.C. to Stafford. Stafford niggas can get all met, so... Hey, man, I had to guard Mike Davis, TC legend. He went to Illinois. You already know that's Power 5, Big 10, basketball, no joke. Not even D.C. to Stafford, probably like Hyattsville to St- Stafford. I I didn't see really Hyattsville and all men. Maybe. But it has to be Maryland people, too. That's nah, my it point. Is, it is Maryland. That's, that's my point, though. Yeah, I know right. I know that's what you meant, but I'm just saying yeah, that's like true. You're right. Maryland, DC, and yeah, Maryland, Virginia. yeah, Maryland, you're right, because it's a lot of Maryland people in that joint. Damatha people, you know what I'm saying? Bowie people. Mm-hmm. Metro, the DC Metropolitan. So yep. yeah, all met is like a real that's a dope thing that we have that because yeah, it's the greatest thing we have. It made me proud to as a sports fan, I look forward to all met for the spring and fall. You know, my favorite basketball player, high school basketball player of all time is Joseph Forte. And college basketball, if you know out you know out there, he's the reason why I was a UNC fan as a kid in the beginning. And he played at DeMatha. I used to watch his highlights on Channel 8 on Friday nights. They used to have the joints, you know, the sports package that had all the high school joints. And I looked forward to watching him play. But, yeah, man, all met was the shit, you know. I'm, you played against a lot of all met people for sure. <laughs> Talk yeah. about that. Yeah, like Ryan Williams, uh, Rocket, DeAntoine Williams. Um, I think Savion Frazier. I don't know if he was all mad. He might have been. Was Brandon Hogan? I didn't play against Brandon Hogan, but you damn oh. right he was all mad. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> That's the best high school football player I've ever seen with my own two eyes. Mm. Still to this day. I ain't never seen nobody throw two touchdown passes, run a kickback, intercept passes, run for two touchdown passes and smack like hit lay a good hit pause on a power runner all in one game (laughs) what was the final score uh it was like 42 to like 20 something woodbridge wasn't like straight trash so they didn't just dog him but he dropped like 42 points on them throwing passes running back kicks making tackles intercepting shit running like just running touchdowns everything it was crazy because i used to think another dude darius reynolds he's actually a uh arena football player he's had like a career for like almost 10 years now in arena football and uh, i thought he was the best quarterback like in the woodbridge area 
And then my man's James Velasquez. Shout out to James. He's doing big things in L.A. Nice. I was thinking like, I, th- I was thinking like, yeah, D Money, Money is the best quarterback. He's like, nah, you ain't never seen Brandon Hogan. I was like, who Brandon Hogan? Who the hell is? I'm thinking he like white or something. I'm like Brandon Hogan. And then I remember just seeing him because like YouTube and shit like that wasn't popping back then, so you had to just wait to see people. Remember I seen him in the playoff game against Woodbridge, and I was like, oh yeah, this is the best player. Easy. Then he won states that year. Easy. And he would have made it on the Panthers, but he got injured, so he wasn't slouch at all. Yeah, and what they made him play corner, right? Yeah, he played corner at West Virginia, and even his West Virginia highlight tape is nice. Mm. Yeah, he was a fourth round pick in twenty eleven. Osborne legend, you know. Um, I'm he on coaches his... there now. Ah, nice. That's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. I'm on his Wikipedia right now. Said as a junior, he passed for two thousand forty five yards and eighteen touchdowns. Totaling thirty one thousand eighty three yards and thirty six touchdowns on the season. Whoa, probably so all around. He had those all purpose yards. <laughs> and it's in his senior season, he passed for two thousand four hundred thirty yards and rushed for one thousand seven hundred eighty one yards with fifty nine total touchdowns. As he led Osborne to an undefeated AAA Division Six state championship. Hogan was named all met by all met by Washington Post and all state senior year. Of course he was all met. Yeah. yeah so did you hear those numbers? All, all you say, huh? He was all met what? All, I think he was all met player of the year, but I'm trying to find make sure. Cause I'm you pretty said sure. 59 touchdowns, dog. Yeah. And that's like <laughs> maybe 13 games, 14 games. Yeah. That's sick. 60 touchdowns and 14 games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> running for what 1700 throwing for 2500 like dog i've never seen that like that in my life yeah it's crazy <laughs> i was like yeah this is really football right here like i like i know i'm never i mean i never thought but i knew like yeah i ain't going to the nfl a lot of these motherfuckers out here ain't going to the nfl that's what's going to the nfl and that didn't even make it you know what i'm saying that's the crazy part yeah, hold on man i'm trying to look Trying to see what's good, what's going on here. I'm finding all met, but I'm I'm not seeing what I want to see. When did he? When did Brandon Hogan? When is Brandon Hogan's senior year? His senior year, two thousand six or two thousand seven. I think it was two thousand seven. Hmm. Two thousand six, maybe. I'm gonna yeah. say 2006. Yeah, because I'm looking at all met 2007, and I'm seeing Mike Glenn in Westfield is their quarterback. Dang, I remember him. That nigga was nice. Yeah, beat Woodbridge in the states. Oh, was that? I'm thinking about his brother. Yeah, it's Mike Glennon because his brother played at NC State. Hey man, where's Brandon Hogan at? Uh oh. Oh, here he is. Okay, he's here. All right. Yeah, it's 2006. I'm looking at it now. Hey man, offensive player of the year, you're gonna geek because you already know this man from Friendly High School. Do you know who it is? Um, not Joe Hayden, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, you're a boss. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, this boy. Yeah, Joe Hayden. I remember all, all the nice players when I was in high school. Mm-hmm, me too, bro. That was the shit we talked about. We talked about. 
high school like it was the NFL. Cause Mike of, Beasley. Remember Mike Beasley was in high school? Of course. Come on. <laughs> that was crazy. Oh my I even knew who he was. Mike Beasley, Mike Beasley. Mike Beasley. I used to hear oh, oh, my God. That was my High school brother. all the time. He's you a know, him, he's a lucky lefty, man. You know me. I always love my left-handed brothers, man. I feel like I used to hear about him a little bit more than Durant in high school. Nah, we did talk about him more. He was the hood favorite. KD was clean, but he was at Montrose Christian, so we wasn't rating it the same way. But, uh, yeah, Joe Hayden was the Offensive Player of the Year. I'll just read what it says real quick. Shout out to the Washington Post for having this all for us. That's why I'm blessed to be from Northern Virginia, that my local newspaper was the Washington Post. And shout out to my dad for making me read it. Starting at seven years old, I gravitated to the sports section. It's actually 25 years ago, basically, since I said I wanted to be a journalist. It all started when I was seven in second grade. Summer 98, man. That was a great year for sports, if you remember. Michael Jordan wins his sixth title, his last, the last dance. We get the greatest steroid battle of all time. Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa going for the home runs. Come on, man. John Elway wins his last Super Bowl uh-huh. with the Broncos. There's a lot of hot stuff going on. The Yankees dynasty going crazy. But back to all met. Joe Hayden dual threat runner and passer led Fort Washington led the Fort Washington school to a 14 and no record and the Maryland 3A championship passed for 2783 yards and 38 touchdowns also rushed for 899 yards and 13 touchdowns set the Maryland public school record with 7371 career passing yards damn and tied the mark with 80,000, or excuse us, with 80 touchdown passes. Damn. We'll play for Florida. I was about to say his, uh, almost thought like his numbers, I was about to say it's kind of unfair because you can, I felt like you can break a Maryland record easier than you can a Virginia record because we got too many dogs in the 757. But then when you say, but when you say seven five, when you say 7,000 passing yards and 80 passing touchdowns, that's like next level. That's a whole nother thing. And he went to Florida, so there was no play in his skills. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, no play. <laughs> the rest of the offense, Aurelius Ben, I used to fool with him every. I remember him. Oh, yeah, he was nice. Uh, Vincent Hill at Friendly. Oh yeah, that was Joe Hayden's best receiver. He was nice. Yeah, I remember Aurelius. He went to Illinois. Yep, he was with Juice Williams and Autumn Rashad. Uh, Rashawn- uh, what's the name? Mendenhall, Rasheem Mendenhall. Uh, yeah, the offensive line, Andrew Nuss, Stonebridge. Yeah, see, Jimmy. Stonebridge always got um offensive linemen. Yep. Oh wow, look at this, Jimmy Bennett, West Potomac. Yeah, see, yeah, see, Virginia was balling this time. Yeah, Garrett Ingram, McDonough, William Alvarez, Hilton. I remember him. Mm-hmm. Nick Jenkins, good counsel. But it's crazy, though, because Woodbridge, when we were in college, we had the number one recruit in the whole country, Deshaun Hand. Oh, yeah, the Alabama. Mm-hmm. Woodbridge High School. Commanders now or something, right? Or he's gone or something. I thought he played for, like, Bucks or somebody. But he was at uh the Lions for a while. True. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's where he was, yeah, for a long time. Dang, yeah. He plays for the Dolphins. Okay, that's what's up. Oh yeah, nah, he never played for the Commanders. Yeah, yeah, I'm geek. I'm confusing him for the thing Payne or one of them other guys that went to Alabama. But uh, the rest of the offense, you have Dwan Thornton from Bayou, 
uh, Terrence Kearns from Thomas Johnson, Ryan Smith, Urbana, Deontay Twyman, Sherwood. Another, I don't remember these people. Another Maryland quarterback, and then Brandon Hogan, Osborne, 5'10", 173. The explosive dual-threat quarterback passed for 2,430 yards and ran for 1,781 and was responsible for 51 59 Whoa. touchdowns. I can't read numbers. Yeah, I'm geeked up. Yeah, I'm a little under the influence. As he led Osborne to the, yeah, you know. Any other notable players? Eh. Oh, yeah, Nathan Cartagena and Dale. I remember him. Hey, uh, Ryan Williams was a straight dog, too. He he was so good. He kept making it to the NFL, even though he kept tearing ACLs and being out <laughs> for a year. He was a year too, um, Ryan Williams, Stonewall Jackson. He was a uh, uh the all he was on the All American Army joint, mm-hmm. and like even though he would be like hurt like his whole senior year and shit, like they just knew he was good and he was, he was he was swole as shit, big as shit, but you couldn't even touch him. He's not even trucking you. He's gonna spin move you and juke you and be out on you. Like he was just that's that was like when I knew like. This is like an NFL caliber player because he's bigger than everybody and faster and quicker and juking everybody. You can't even touch him. Most big dudes in high school just truck people and shit, not him. Yeah, he was honorable mention this year. And also your brother, DeAntoine Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's tight as a sophomore. So, yeah, it just lets you know how crazy it is. Shout out to the All-Met, man. Hold on, they have a video profile for Brandon Hogan. I wonder if the link still works. Hell no, it says Israel enters second phase. So anyways, we got to the All-Met conversation. (laughs) Being on Chopper Super Oh no. We got to the All-Met because uh, we were talking about people not taking criticism. Uh, And you mentioned Kenyon Martin. Yeah, that's how we got here. Remember we were talking about Offset. Yeah. You got excited. Your memories popped up. Your childhood memories. Yeah, man. Cause uh, I, hey man, I played against all met ballers. You played against all met ballers, man. We know what we know what balling is. I went against Taj Boyd in the camp, and I seen Logan Thomas, uh, Mawson people in a football camp too. Seven on seven, right? Yep. Yeah, that's what's made a lot of ballers in today's game, especially the corners and the wide receivers. I remember Logan Thomas. He was, his team was purple, and I just remember some tall nigga with a beard. Will Smith looking nigga. What I, he don't look like him, but at the time that's what I thought of him as. Oh, you thought he was the fresh prince? Jumping up high, catching passes, like high, like like yo, what the fuck? I thought he was a quarterback at that time. Nah, he was he played quarterback later and like he does everything. Played quarterback at tech. He was a receiver and a quarterback, but I seen him catching passes over people. Then yeah. at tech he played quarterback and then now he plays tight end. Yeah. And then Taj Boyd was when I seen my first real quarterback. And I was like, oh, this is what they talking about when they talking all this throwing shit. Cause like his balls float, but they go past you. And like, it was just weird. Like you couldn't even guard it. It was like, balls went past you, balls, man. Balls. Like, I mean, I was playing linebacker against him, defending, like literally he was passing on me, Taj Boy, even though he couldn't, couldn't get it. Yeah. But um, anyways, I want to get back to offset. So, real quick. This guy's dangerous. Yes, I want to. I want to talk about this. So his album, brother man, nobody's talking about this album to you. Oh, go ahead. No, man. Why you? Why you bothering me? Nobody be talking about a lot of albums, man. Shout out to Marcus. We finished. Um, 
Champagne Soccer earlier, so you're going to get two episodes tomorrow, a double dip of that pimping, man, a double dip of Dan, if you will. <laughs> Pause. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, for you guys, but uh, not for the ladies. It's all free if you consent, you know. But anywho, uh, yeah, man, there's a lot of albums that people don't listen to after a while, and, you know, that album was you know too too many songs and it wasn't right man it was all right it's not like it's terrible it has a nice run of songs i mentioned it earlier i think it was like between track eight and 12 before the song went, it was like a song with lotto that messed up my flow but uh you know hey it is what it is his album you know will be compared to quavo because you know quavo Put out an album that year too. They used to be in a group. Rest in peace, take off. Yesterday was a year since he's passed, which is crazy. Uh time flies, but wasn't Megan the Stallion supposed to drop something on Monday? No, she's dropping it on Friday. She said November 3rd. It's you know, that's when people put out stuff Friday. Okay, so she is dropping. Okay, I'm actually looking forward to seeing yeah, what so we'll see what it do you know? and his future dropping this year i don't know what he's doing i don't he's know high. man him and metro still working on that album so probably not i don't know metro dropped last december with his album which went crazy and then he dropped again in this and i think june with the spider-man joint so maybe him and future will drop this december so Future, the only time he dropped in December was when he did No Sleep with DJ Esco. So if he put out this project in December, you know I'll be excited. My birthday's in December. You know Christmas is in December. New Year's New Year's Eve. It's it's the enjoyment month, man. It's the it's the most balling this month of the year. Don't you agree? Come on, man. Uh, I don't know about that. Whoa, you don't like it? New Year's is fun. Yeah, man. Christmas is fun, man. You got to kick it with your family, have fun. Christmas is fun. Eat good, share gifts with people, watch basketball. Come on, man. Christmas is definitely fun. Christmas is definitely fun. Yeah, man. And my birthday's in in December, so hey, it's extra fun for me. (laughs) But yeah, December, you know, coming soon. But uh, yeah, man, shout out to all the people making music. Marcus, like I was trying to say, he said he likes the West Side Gun album more now that he's been, you know, listening to it for, you know, the past couple weeks. And I'm like, yeah, I hear you. It's still, the trap songs still sound clunky, but the, you know, the other traditional stuff is cool. So yeah, it's not a bad album, but it just sounds funny. Like, I don't know, man. Like (laughs) the song with Rick Ross is supposed to be better, but I don't know. He wanted to trap out with Ross and yeah, it just sounds like a, I don't know. I, I'm trying to make myself like that because it's not bad, but it's just West Side Gun's flow on it is funny. But I like that he is trying to do something different. And this is something that I want to ask you. Are there times when an artist that you like experimented and you didn't like it? And if so, bring bring up those moments, man, because I can bring some up if you need time to think. Uh, Lil Uzi's last album. Ah. Yeah, that shit was straight garbage. And you see how he's like, I hope he feels good and everything, but you see how he's like, I didn't, like, I'm sad. And he knows his album was very huffy. Do you think they can tell it's huffy because 
It still went number his fans, one. But... His fans made him think that his last album was Huffy too. They don't like. Do you, do you think um they know it's Huffy because he still went number one? But do you think they know it's Huffy because they don't hear it anywhere? Like when they're out. Hey man, his fans. How do they know? His fans made him hate Eternal Takes, so I don't know. Which was silly because that was some of his best work. Hey man, they don't like it. So hey man, that's his best album. I don't. I think they like it more now though. They, like he probably feels like they tricked him. They were hating on Pluto and Baby Pluto, and now they acting like they're starting to like that more. So hey man, it's weird. People just always want to overhype things and criticize things, and I get it. I do it too. I'm not acting like I'm above it. Sometimes we have quick reactions because we absorb things and get rid of them so much you know that it happens too often that we don't live with things and that is normal and when you're talking about hearing things outside it's a different world we live in man we live in the airpod world man how often do you hear people cranking music in their cars it's not like i mean i do it yeah I don't know, man. Maybe I'm in my own world. I don't be hearing it, but yeah. I'll be cranking my music, but I don't be really seeing what other people be playing unless I'm hanging out with other people and then I see what they're listening to or we talking about what we're listening to. But hey, man, when you go to the functions, you know what it is, man. It's playlist. Oh, yeah. What were you for um Halloween? Nothing, man. You didn't celebrate Halloween? You didn't go to any parties? Nah, but do you remember the last time you went trick-or-treating? Probably like 2003 or 2004. Yeah, man, I was with you. Do you remember that day? No. Uh, it was me, you. It was it was one time Halloween was on a Sunday, and I happened to be kicking it with Kwasi that day after church. I went to his house. So, of course, as usual, the whole gang is there. Jamal... Uh, name the boys, man. Come on, Bossy, Brandon, Delante. Brandon, yeah, Delante, man. Come on, man. Everybody, even uh the homies down the street were pulling up. So we were mobbing outside, and we had like cap costumes on. Oh I, yeah, they ca- kept calling us old and shit. Yeah, man. We was like third. Yeah, it was like yeah, tw- eleven. We was like maybe twelve, thirteen. It might have been two thousand three, two thousand four. I'm about to look it up on on the joint. Yeah, we were like thirteen, bro. Yeah, man, we was moving, bro. They knew, like, hey, what are y'all doing? Like, y'all know. <laughs> Someone asked me, what's your costume? And I said, I'm Biggie Smalls, fast. <laughs> I'll just be a fat celebrity. And, oh, okay. Yeah, she looks straight. Just had a black tee. Whoa, that's not good. That we was taking candy. Low effort, but hey, we had to do what we had to do. No effort. Yeah, it was 2004. I just looked it up. 2004 Halloween was on a Sunday. Yep, that's what it was. We were 13. Dang, yeah, we were 13. <laughs> Dang, we knew that was the end. Yeah, exactly. That's tight. I just looked it up. Yep, 2004. I remember we were watching football, playing video games, probably even played basketball because the weather was nice that day. That's what made us want to go trick or treat. Like, damn, we just want to stay outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, hey, man, let's go trick or treat. We had a lot of candy. We ain't good. <laughs> the good old days when you didn't have to worry about fentanyl being in candy or molly or nothing weird. Damn. They putting fentanyl in the candy? Hey, man, they said they putting it everywhere, man. You know it's a real epidemic when they make those commercials. And I've been seeing 
a lot of commercials about teaching high school kids about they got these boys and girls in labs looking at chemicals and particles, man. They got them trying to rip figure out. They said they put in fentanyl on everything. You got to be careful. Yeah, man, it's a real crisis out here. It's a real epidemic. Fentanyl's in a lot of drugs, a lot of things out here I'm hearing. So I remember they used to put like laundry detergent shit and candy and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, they used to try to fuck up kids too, man, for sure. Think you ate some some geeked up candy, some some uh some Spanish fly candy before? Nah, I never I always knew how to just I knew what candy to touch. Yeah, you knew what looked legit, right? Mm-hmm. You never had the you never took the custom candy, right? Nah. Yeah. Shit, nah. You ever took the candy? You took the candy apple though. Nah, I probably didn't eat it. I never thought candy apples were tight. Like, why the fuck I, I didn't wanna... like that? It was white. Shit, why do I want to eat fruit with like caramel and shit on it? Get this bullshit <laughs> out of here. What did Reese say? But you like chocolate strawberries, right? Yeah, that's different though. But Whoa, what did Reese say? I hear you. Whoa, yeah. Apples like water. Like, you know what I'm saying? Strawberries not all watery like apples. Yeah. And all crunchy and shit. Where the white women at? Wow. Hey, man. Whoa. I actually just saw white chicks for the first time like three weeks ago. Yeah, I still, I'm avoiding that. Yeah, I watch it. I'm, I'm trying to catch up on everything that I missed. Yeah, this guy. Hey, man, we had to call one episode WET, man. One girl's like, hey, man, what? And then she saw Whoa White Entertainment Television. She geeked. She thought, <laughs> she thought, she was like, man, I thought y'all was turning into a Manosphere podcast. I said, whoa, nah, hey, man. No, nah, I'm not a, I'm not a red pill, nigga. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, man. I respect. Even though him. I play Kevin Samuels for women. No, nah, I do. I do like Kevin Samuels. I'm not going to hate on him. Man. I don't think he was a real red pill, man. I think he gets miscategorizes that i think he was trying to connect the black family he was just harsh and aggressive because he was tired of us wasting time so we had to be more direct because he knew how a lot of us as people like to be arrogant and cocky and talk shit behind cameras but really be true and honest and expose yourself to the world you ain't really all that and we ain't all that he even talked shit about himself about how he had a failed marriage and all that and stuff too, how he couldn't make it work. But he said like, yeah, we're still amicable, different things. But hey, man, that's what he was about, trying to connect Black people and bring back Black families. Because twenty five, only 25% of Black children in America are being born in wedlock. And that's... Yeah, well, like, the ladies ain't trying to hear that shit. They don't yeah, they're not. They're not. But it is what it is. They're not they hearing the government instead of us. But that's another story. For another day. I didn't say that. I heard somebody say that. I didn't agree, but you know, I heard it. I liked it. That's funny. But, uh, but yeah, man, you had something interesting about the exportation of different cities and you wanted to expand with New York City. Yes. I want to know, do you think that hip hop is New York City's biggest export? Or do you think it's something else? Like maybe, I don't know, the Yankees or some shit. Or like Frank Sinatra. Or or Frank Sinatra or some shit. I don't know. What else, what else is New York known for? The top mob movies? Who knows? You have to give them credit for this, I guess. Or maybe you say someone are making eh, I don't know. I mean, I think hip-hop is number one. I think the only thing that maybe comes close, but maybe who do you give that credit to? Maybe it's wrong for me to say, but I guess the only thing that could compare is if you want to say sneaker culture started in New York City. 
if you say sneaker culture originated in New York City, then that can be something that is considered bigger than hip hop. But hip hop helped expand sneaker culture. So, mm -hmm. so hey, goes hand in hand. We have our favorite rappers designing sneakers for us as kids. And we were excited. You got you and Anthony got the first Yeezys. That's iconic, man. I remember that story of y'all talking about it. I remember when y'all wore it to school and killed the game. That shit was legendary. You had the pink G-Shock and all that. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> man. Yeah, these brothers were styling, man. I was doing my thing, too. I wasn't going crazy like these young brothers. But, hey, man, I was doing my thing, too, in the cut. But, nah, man. I think other than hip-hop, if you want to say, like I said, sneaker culture, because basketball is another thing, maybe, if you want to say street ball culture, you can say that's New York City, you know, Rucker Park and all that, but niggas play street ball everywhere. But, you know, they say New York is the mecca. And, you know, I'm Rucker saying them for everything, like not just black people. That's what, no, I'm talking about people play basketball around the world. Like street basketball culture is big right. in France. It's gotcha. big in China. They have big tournaments and shit. Like even in Africa, they be having tournaments like niggas like when I first came to gun i was like whoa they got basketball courts out here i was like dang all right that's tight niggas was like whoa you from america let's go play basketball we want to see <laughs> oh they were like hey man i was like man i used to play basketball won championships yeah all-star all that they're like man whatever and i was just showing them like little pictures and stuff i had when i was a kid it's still like all right let's go so i was like hey man i ain't playing a long time y'all see i'm out of shape man but hey, man, we were having fun shooting around. They're like, oh, like, I'm just doing simple stuff. But, you know, because I played basketball, I can do more stuff than them. Not like I'm killing them or something. I'm not acting like I'm Michael Jordan out there. But I was, like, the best, quote, unquote, player. But they're younger. They're better athletes than me. I'm like, dang, these little niggas. You know, Ghana, we not the tallest. But they, at, they quick. They fast. They had bounce. I was like, dang, mm -hmm. if they were Americans, oh, my God. <laughs> and I, man, it'll be like, hey man, what was that young young coach, young man that had his dad around that was a great homie? And he'll be like, hey, come play flag for me, man. Oh yeah, uh Desmond. Hey man, his dad would have had fun. Coach Tony. Coach Tony would have had fun. He, he would have seen some corners, some wide receivers, some linebackers. <laughs> hey man. Oh, he would have been asking them to play. <laughs> Wait, man, he might have seen a quarterback, man. He said, yeah, you're a dual threat, boy. How tall are you, 6'2"? You 17? 15? Oh. <laughs> yeah, he would have had fun, see? But nah, yeah, man, it was cool out there. But I think, nah, hip-hop is number one. Hip-hop is the number one genre in the world still, in America anyways. It's been permeated through everything because it's been created from everything. Hip-hop was created off samples, and it wasn't just off black music samples if you listen to fucking planet rock they sampling craft work that's what real hip-hop is it was people listening to other things that you wouldn't expect and make it whatever you want it to be so even with uh taylor swift she has songs with future and kendrick lamar man she likes hip -hop still number one even with taylor swift existing. yeah because she has because she wants to work with rappers like i said she has songs with kendrick and future Think about that. A girl like that, she should have a song with Kendrick, but she wants to make a song with Future. She likes rap. She likes that street shit. She likes all that stuff. 
and think about how rap has changed, how melodic it is. A girl like Taylor Swift probably has been influenced to try different melodies and different styles by growing up listening to different kinds of rap. Where is she from? Pennsylvania or something? Hey, man, she hey, hey. What if she was, what if she was listening to Cassidy Lowe? <laughs> Who knows, man? Taylor Swift, she was born in yeah, West Reading, Pennsylvania. Come on, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. She might have been bumping, might have been bumping state property low. She's 33. Come on, man. Going on 34. She's our generation. She's she a year older than roots. us. Probably like the roots. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And the roots had a lot of melodic music. They had songs with Jill Scott, you know? They have songs with Erica Badu. They have songs with D'Angelo. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, rap was always melodic. You already know that when we grew up listening to rap, we had rappers and then R&B singers on the hook. Or they did a lot of collabs that were fire. We don't get that anymore because rappers now sing their own hooks and singers want to rap. So we don't even have ball like, come on, man, where the party at? JD Nelly and that type of stuff, or like, uh, you know, I don't want to say his name, but you know, <laughs> Young Sylvester, you know, he has albums with Jay Z, he has songs with Biggie, Nas, a lot of rappers like Twista, and they're fire. I'm sorry, Make It Rain remix. Hey, you have Beyonce, you know, working with like, I like her working with uh, Bun B and Slim Thug, check up on it, of course. Working with her husband, Jay. Oh, yeah, I knew I was right. Um, I was thinking about it in my head. Um, Taylor Swift, she went to high school in Tennessee. Okay, yeah. So she might have bumped, she might have bumped Lil White, man. Three six. Because she used to say she used to drive past Young Buck's house a lot to see his cars and stuff. Oh, in Nashville. Oh, yeah, because Nashville is the country know. music. But I, I thought I was getting her confused with Miley Cyrus because she's also like from Ooh. there. But yeah, it was Taylor Swift. Nice. Yeah, so she's uh she's from Pennsylvania, but she wanted to get near Nashville because of the country music scene. Yeah, and became the biggest star and then expanded to pop music and blew up even more. So, yeah, man, everybody's influenced of rap if you're of our generation. She was born in 1989. If you're born from 1980 after, you're influenced by rap. Even if you're born in 1970 and after, because the first rap song blew up in... If you're born in 1975... Nigga, Rapper's Delight came out when you were four years old. So you grew up with rap. So the last people being born in America and in the world in the last 50 years have been influenced by rap. My family is from Ghana. We have a genre called hip life. High life is Ghana's genre, which influenced a lot of African music, including Afrobeat, which Fela Kuti made, and then Afrobeats and all these countries have, you know, expanded and made their own styles. High Life is the beginning of that. Anybody will tell you that if they're not hating. Even Fela Kuti grew up playing in a High Life band before he expanded and did his own thing. We have a genre called Hip Life, which is hip hop and High Life. Mm. And that's what this modern, like all the NSG and these uh, artists in the UK and Africa are doing that they combine in rap and African music, that's hip life. That's what a lot of people are doing now. So we see people incorporating rap and in what their countries have been doing historically. That's why you hear dance hall niggas sounding like rappers. Like Damian Marley's a rapper. Yeah, he definitely. Not a singer like his dad. He's a rapper. No, he's a rapper. Yeah, sure. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, think about that. That's beautiful. His dad is Bob Marley. His brother is Ziggy. They did it the traditional way. His mom is Rita, but hey, he styled it his way and he's swaggy. He's fly. I like Damien the most. I think he's the best son. And you know, I love his album with Nas, Distant Relatives, heavily slept on, but you see the influence in it. Like, look at the UK and rap. There's, bruh, there's people, Germany, every country has rap music. Every country wants to look hip hop, hip hop. We see the teriyaki boys. We see Japan, every, uh, China. Everybody wants to be black. They love black culture. And yeah, hip hop is the biggest thing. Like you said, that's why you said black culture. You thought I was just saying black culture because I said basketball and sneakers. But nigga, black culture is world culture. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry, rock and roll. The world likes it. Blues, the world likes it. Even gospel music. If you listen to what white gospel music is and black gospel music, the world is influenced more off black gospel music because, as you know, gospel music influenced R&B and everything. So mm -hmm. if you look at black culture, it is world culture. That is, even in Jamaica, reggae music. Every Bro, a white reggae band in Virginia fucking won a Grammy. Yes, they did. Reggae so, music, people make reggae music everywhere. In Ghana, we love reggae music. What? In the UK, Germany, they love reggae music around the world. That's black culture, too. So, hey, man, black culture is world culture. I want to switch to something crazy. Did you hear about what's going on with uh, Akon and Suge? Nah, man. I mean, I've seen it, but I've been avoiding it because every time I see the picture, they got uh, Akon with his little bandulu weave wig on or whatever that is yeah he got akon looking foolish out here in these streets what is, what is suge knight accusing of akon and why is he talking about akon man suppose oh yeah he has a podcast he has a podcast so yeah this is what you do you, you you talk about salacious things to get people hot and to go viral supposedly akon likes little girls i believe it whoa this guy is crazy i don't like akon you believe it because why? Because people in other countries mess with little girls. People in America mess with little girls too. But they do it a lot like over Robert there. Sylvester. Yep, but Akon always running his fucking mouth. Oh, yeah, see, you want to put it on him because he's African. Okay. Yeah, he's always running his fucking mouth. And now this nigga looking silly defending himself. <laughs> Anybody who hear, heard this knows this is a lie. It just looks like he's lying, motherfucker. I mean, I hope it's fake. Oh, I don't think Akon's really doing that. He has access to many women in the world, but hey, man, people that I would should just come out and say that say about Akon. A lot of people say that about people that we find out are sick later, like Kellen Winslow Jr., Darren Sharper, all of these, you know. So hey, I don't know. It's crazy. I mean, people can say that Bill Bill Cosby too. People, hey, Bill Cosby, why you got to put Spanish fly in the ladies' drinks, man? But hey, I don't know, man. It's a crazy world out here. People take advantage of their celebrity and their power. I mean, there's a lot of musicians that I'm sure do a lot of crazy things, but women protect them and we look straight. Or there's we, stories we hear, but we look straight because we like their music. So, or in our athletes. So, hey, man, it's, it's crazy. It's a crazy world out here. But, uh, you know, Suge Knight is promoting his podcast. You know, he's doing it with one of the founders of The Source. So, you know, check that out if you're into, into salacious, you know, intel from the old days. Speaking of African artists, uh, is, is Tyler easily the most uh, 
famous African artist now? Well, not famous, but is she the hottest African artist now? Yes, she is because she has the hottest song out right now. And it's the top of the ninth inning. The Texas Rangers are up 3 nothing against the Diamondbacks. One out, you know. Rangers up 3-1. So, hey, man, they can win the World Series tonight for the first time ever. That's cool, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't know nobody on these teams. Huh? You know, I don't care about them kind of sports. But baseball used to be, you know, it used to have a lot of brothers in it that made it look cool, like Ken Griffey Jr., Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, Kenny Lofton, you know, David Justice, you know, okay. Curtis Granderson, all these brothers, Tory Hunter, even the Dominican homies, Vladimir Guerrero, Pedro, David yeah, Ortiz, cool. Manny. That's cool. Whoa, yeah, it's over. Damn, you don't give a damn about baseball. Nope. Did you ever care? You used to have a baseball video game as a kid, right? At least one. Yeah, but I didn't care though. Oh, you didn't you didn't play it that much? I didn't no, I, the game I played the game and that was fun, but watching it, no, I never cared. Oh yeah, true, true. Did you ever play baseball as a kid? Hell yeah, I should have kept playing baseball. It was pretty nice. Yeah, everybody says that, man. No, I was. I mean, I played in different states, so that's how I, that's how I rate it. I know I was good. I played on the championship team. I was a so icy starter, man. I was the played in Virginia player. and Tennessee. Played, it was like they was kind of mad I was going back because it was like right before I had to go back because my cousin started school in August back in the days. It was like you got you you going you you staying out here or you going back home soon? I was like, yeah, I got to go back home. It was like, damn. We needed you on the team. Yeah. Throw left, bat right, just doing all kinds of stuff. And it look easy. All right, let's talk about something that black people took over. And some people can say, are, are black people culture vultures for taking this sport? Because white people started this sport, and that's basketball. The Clippers up 37-24 over the Lakers. And the the first Clippers or yeah. the Blippers? Hey, man, you know, the Los Angeles Clippers, man. The Blippers, the Clippers, they got all them L.A. people on their team. Four, man. You know, three from L.A., one from Palmdale, you know. Oh. Uh, yeah, Paul George. Paul George is from Palmdale, man. Yeah. yeah. yeah suburban dude. Hey, man, shout out to Palmdale. I'm sure they have gutters over there, too. But, you know, yeah, I think it is cool that Kawhi Leonard, but, you know, James Harden and Russell Westbrook are all back home in L.A. and Paul George, too. That is tight. You know, so, but they ain't going to win no title. I wish they would, but they ain't going to win no title. But, hey, it'll be fun to watch them play, though. And when they lose in the playoffs, everyone's going to laugh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It will be fun. I can't wait to make fun of some people in the NBA this year. <laughs> what sport gives you the most joy and laughter? Is it the NBA? Or the yeah. League? Of course. Yeah, all the storylines are fun. Like you got people like Ben Simmons, whoa, <laughs> James Harden, Russell Westbrook, even Trey Young stuff is funny. People messing whoa. with Giannis, Anthony Davis, LeBron, Jimmy whoa, Butler, you like Duff Davis, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler pretending like he's like Michael Jordan or somebody, and he gets up out of there. <laughs> Jimmy whoa, Butler think he. Jimmy Butler thinks he is a three-time champion. It's funny. Oh yeah, he don't have one though. Damn. <laughs> don't he act like he like I'm cut like and then even he has a the, cut from a different cloth though. He's a borderline Hall of Famer. I think he's gonna get in if he has. Then some. even the uh the old heads like KG and them acting like 
the old the old heads like KG and them acting like they was like the 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 bad boy Pistons. Oh man, the bad boy Pistons had two. So I mean, I guess he was almost there. He had on the order Lakers. KG act like he was the Celtics in the eighties. The Lakers in the eighties. Play. I mean, he didn't play the Lakers twice in the finals. He didn't even make it to a finals with Timberwolves. Boy, sit down. I mean, the Timberwolves were trash. Look what look at the organization now. Hey man, sit down, KG. They traded for Rudy Gobert. KG was that dude growing up, but still, bro, you only you only won one, buddy. Hey man, don't worry about that. Dude. I'm just saying it's funny. And then don't even let the white man, don't let the white man trick you into thinking rings are everything, man. Sometimes you gotta use your brain and use context. And Jordan is the one who does all that talking. Nah, about you, not, Jordan yeah, don't like nobody until they win. Yeah, because he likes because because he has it. But hey, man, you gotta use your brain. You gotta understand. One nigga had. You act like AD was better than KG at one point. Hey man, he was almost looking like it, man. He was yeah, like, he used to think AD was like one of the greatest. AD movies. was that boy, man. Let me tell you something. AD in college, he was Bill Russell. Then he came to the NBA. He was going crazy, but he played for a shitty organization. What is he supposed to do? New Orleans is a cesspool in basketball. They already lost. That's why there's a fucking team in Utah called the Jazz. Because they could, they don't care about basketball. They have bad owners. It's bad luck. That's what happens. If Anthony Davis. Michael Jordan was blessed because he happened to get drafted by Rod Thorne and then Rod Thorne left and then he got Jerry Krause, who he had beef with, but Jerry Krause was a Hall of Fame GM and Jerry Krause built a great team around him, hired Phil Jackson, told Phil Jackson to run the triangle and then motherfuckers won two, three Pete's. So, hey, as great as Michael Jordan is, he had a great organization behind him, okay? We know that. That's why LeBron, I don't blame LeBron for leaving Cleveland. Cleveland was geeked. He had to go to Miami to win. I didn't bother KD for leaving Oklahoma City. I knew he was going to win nothing with them. It is what it is. We see organizations waste niggas' talents. That's why I like it when players took control of their careers. James Harden just forced his way out of three teams in like four years. So, hey, man. More power to him. He told Houston, I'll see you later. Told Brooklyn, I'll see you later. And then he told China that I'll never play for Daryl Morey. And it was true. So, hey, man, he's back in L.A. where he wanted to be. But I don't look at, I look at James Harden's career like, all right, yeah, he is a trick buster in the playoffs. And I'll say that, like, he slips in the playoffs. Uh, it's a little, it's not too crazy, but there's, he does drop off his performance in the playoffs. And there's pivotal games that you remember that this nigga is a buster. <laughs> two for nine, two for 18. Like just Luke getting his ass whooped by the Spurs when even Kawhi wasn't there. Like he was just moving duckish. Like, <laughs> like even last year, he made two game winners against the Celtics. So he was playing great. And then in game six and game seven, he was a blockbuster. blockbuster. So, hey, so it is what it is. So like, Money for fun. But then we look at who he's losing to. He lost to the Warriors a lot. Like, all right, that nigga lost to the best dynasty of the decades. Sorry, nigga. It is what it is. They had the greatest shooting backcourt ever. Draymond, a Hall of Fame player, one of the best defensive players ever, one of the highest IQ niggas ever. You got Andre Iguodala, one of the best six men ever. Hey, man, they just had a great team. They have a Hall of Fame coach, Steve Kerr. They had... That was their mantra, strength in numbers. They had the most talent. The deep, not the, yeah, not technically the most talent, but 
the deepest and most balanced team. And then you get Kevin Durant as the juggernaut, bitch. So, hey, it is what it is. Then he goes to then he goes to the Nets, and then niggas get COVID, and you know the world changes. Kyrie don't want to take the shot. That geeks up. Then he goes to Philly, and he plays with uh with Joel Embiid, you know, and that he's another brother that gets low in the playoffs, and that was a disaster. Now he's in LA, so hey, it is what it is. But you're right, basketball does have the most storylines. It's funniest because it's 82 game season. It's mostly about the players and basketball twitter is a big thing even though football is the most popular sport in america it's weird that football twitter isn't dominant but football has a lot of interesting things like why did mark davis give that boy josh mcdaniels a six-year deal then fire him after week eight what the hell is that and he fired the gm and the offensive coordinator yeah he's just blowing up money yeah he's just money for fun man (laughs) <laughs> Dan, he doesn't care. He's having hella fun. Hell yeah, he's having hella fun. Wait, well, hey, man. We had hella fun doing this podcast. We're going to holler at y'all later. Sometimes it gets bubbly and you got to bounce, right? Yeah, I guess so. Whoever whoever that's to. <laughs> yeah, man. For DJ Ball Bubbly and for Dan, this is Shopper Soup Convos. We're going to holler at y'all later. Peace. Peace.